You're listening to Leverage, the podcast about power, politics, and influence. I'm Crystal High Taylor. And I'm Breon Wells. So welcome, welcome everybody to yet another wonderful episode of the Leverage Podcast. We were, um, hopefully you were able to join us live for the Black Millennial Political Convention. We were excited. We are joined yet again today with the wonderful, ever fabulous, we're going to have to make this a regular thing now, we're working on it, Alicia Barnett. Yeah, I'm I'm back. Gosh, I'm still a little exhausted from the Black Millennial uh, Convention. Look, but it was a good time. <laughs> it was, was a good time, and just I was just running around with the camera, trying to get all the podcast interviews. But uh, yes, happy to be on the show today. <laughs> it was, and actually, it was. Uh, we celebrated Crystal and my friend anniversary because that was where we actually met in the first Black Millennial Political Convention, and then that's we right. that's what started this whole magic here and um you know i know if you're fatigued it's all crystal's fault we're gonna blame her in her absence because <laughs> i know i follow directions <laughs> ah, that's right that's right but absolutely you guys you know there was a lot of good things so as we release these next coming episodes and and as you get to hear these inspiring mm-hmm. interviews that we had just eat it up take your notes we did discover that this little black book that you can purchase is more than just a concept. It's about to be available real soon. So mm-hmm. get y'all's coin yep. together. You know what I mean? That's right. Put those coins together. What, what, what do we say? Cash tag coin? That is Because you. cash tag <laughs> coin in this space. Speaking That's of right. coinage, Ava DuVernay, a very successful, elaborate uh, screenwriter, producer, she just recently dropped a new, do we call it a gem? What do you call I mean, because I feel like anything it's Ava DuVernay dropped. A national dropped. treasure. A national, a national treasure. treasure. Tell us yep. about that, Alicia. Well, I've only seen the first episode so far. And I had actually watched the documentary on the Central Park Five. Uh-huh. I think last year, actually. Yeah. And... um I mean, I hope by now everybody knows what this is about. But the new show is on Netflix. It's called When They See Us. Right. And it's a limited series. It's only four episodes, four hour-long episodes about five uh, teenagers who in 1989, five black male teenagers who in 1989 um, were arrested and charged with like the the murder of uh, this uh, Central Park jogger is what they were calling her, the Central Park jogger case. But, you know, I don't want to ruin the end, but the point of the show and the point of view in the documentary is that these five children is what they were. Correct. Were um, incarcerated with really no due cause. Right. They were innocent. They served time. And eventually they were let out. But the show is well done because I think once, even when in watching the documentary, the documentary is told from the perspective of the now adult men. Right. And, you know, it's only, you only see like, you know, pictures and like a couple like interviews, um, the police tape in the documentary. But the way the show was done, it really just shows you that these were just little kids. Yep. Like little kids and that were taken in, charged, ultimately sent to prison for a crime they didn't commit. And, and really what it shows, it just shows you the way, you know, the, the, uh, the criminal justice system takes advantage of people of color who definitely are maybe like in a lower income bracket. 
and feel right. powerless already. You know, they feel like they have to do what the police say because yep. they, don't, they feel like the other side of that is, okay, I either go to jail or maybe they might even kill me. And that's yep. actually one of the points they make in the first episode. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great. It's great. I've been seeing a lot of people on Twitter talking about it, and a lot of people kind of felt like they feel triggered by it. Like, they feel like they can't. It's hard for them to get through the episode. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it is to me. It's like I binge a lot of shows, but to me, this is a show that I really can. I can only watch one episode at a time. Right. Because it's it's powerful, and it unfortunately, it just is too, it's almost too real. Well, and see, and, and that's the thing, is that, you know, racism and, and some of these other things are not something that's just of the past. It's persistent, right? It, it's mm-hmm. pervasive. It's continual. And so for those that don't know, you know, because some people may not know the Central Park Five story, as you, as you said, it was these five black kids um, mm-hmm. who happened to be in the, the wrong place at the wrong time. But even after, uh, I believe her name was Trish Millay, was the young mm-hmm. woman who was, you know, who was killed. Um, they were, yes, released eventually. But their names were also cleared when Mateus Reyes, who was the one who actually killed I mean, this was a, mm-hmm. a serial rapist, a serial killer mm-hmm. who had come out there. It was only even, you know, once he admitted that. But you've already taken the lives of these young boys. You have already mm-hmm. put their lives on hold by locking them up. It's hard, we know, due to collateral consequences. And what we mean, what we mean by that is it's hard to find a job, to procure employment, to get housing, you know, when one has a record. And so here they are with a record for murder, which is a violent crime. Matthias Reyes finally comes out after some of them were released. Um, there was one that was still um, locked up when Matthias Reyes happened to... Uh, confess to this thing right but then we see how society who got it wrong still refused to fully vindicate these young black boys Mm -hmm. and we know that you you know most people have heard about central park five in connection with donald trump taking out a full page ad calling for the death and penalty for these boys and calling them all sorts of low lives and you know and just slandering their name even as the evidence was out to the contrary, and even to this day, will still refuse to recant those mm-hmm. those things. And so it's that pervasive, consistent attack on black and brown bodies, on black and brown psyches. This kind of you are guilty until we make you prove your innocence. And even mm-hmm. then, we will choose whether we want to take that as serious or not. Yeah, I think one of the one of the I think one of the most. I don't really say triggering. It didn't really trigger anything for me, but I think one of the more, um, the moments in that first episode that just incensed me was when Felicity Huffman's character, and she plays this woman named Linda Fairstein, who was the, uh, she the was lawyer. The, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. actually she or was go the, get it, um... she was the detective actually yes. on the case. Yes. Yeah. You're right. So she, when they realized they didn't have a case, you know, at first, these boys, they, what happened in the story is, you know, all these kids were wilding out. Yeah. They were hanging out in the park yep. the same night that this jogger was uh, was raped. Destroying property. Not, right. not Destroying these property. five boys. These right. five not boys these just happened five. to be there. Right. Right. So they just, they literally just, you know, cart any black boy, you know, in Harlem down to the police station. And at first, they were just holding them as like potential witnesses too. maybe they saw something happen. Mm-hmm. But then Felicity Huffman's character, Linda Fairstein, 
it's like all of a sudden she just she was just like, oh wait, like I can build a case around these boys just being there. That's right. And even after the facts don't even match up, she just starts moving the timeline, moving the timeline to make it work. Right. It yeah. just it, it 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 blew my mind, and you know, and I'm and I feel like because the 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 five gentlemen involved were involved in the process of making this, I feel like this is a very accurate telling. Right. Of well, what and, actually happened. And and everybody will know Ava DuVernay's original thing that we know her for on a large scale is 13th, right? That's in right. In which she did... So what we know is, like, Oprah has a credible name. Ava DuVernay mm-hmm. has a credible name as far as she's going to do her research. Mm-hmm. What she presents to you is going to be deep. It's going to be substantive. It's yeah. going to be well thought out. And so, you know, everybody needs to check out when they see us. Yeah. You know. And after you check it out, you can also go ahead and, you know, get become a part of these petitions to cancel Linda Fairstein and right. boycott Simon Schuster. Right. Um, these are hashtags that are trending because, you know, as people have watched the show, of course, everyone, I did it too. I started Googling the real woman. I want to know, is she alive? What is she doing? You know, how can she pay for Uh what she did in 1989 Uh and come to find out she's now a successful author. Yeah. You know, written a lot of books. She Um, she did that cash cow, especially off of that case. And that's what gave her notoriety. So as we're talking about leveraging always Mm -hmm. on this podcast, is it right or just since she was responsible for putting these five black boys behind bars, stealing their years of their lives they didn't get to see a prom they didn't get to go and play basketball could have been on a basketball team academic scholarships that they could have been you know uh, uh, um, in the pipeline to get were now nixed and now she after messing up their lives is about to uh, peddle more money mm-hmm. and, yeah. and bring in more money by writing books that is further exploiting yeah. You know, now unless correct us, you know, correct us if we're wrong. Maybe she's going to have all of the proceeds of that go for <laughs> a lifetime to pay them back at least economically um, for all that's lost. But I doubt it. So since that's not happening, I think one should write in that little black book. See, look, this could be you. Hashtag this could be you. Put in that little black book, Linda Fairstein. Write down the history and really consider for yourself: Is it right? Is it just for her? To go ahead and, and, you know, she has every right and freedom to write the books, but you have every freedom to not buy it. Purchase, yeah. To keep walking, to send a strong message to say, you know what? No, we didn't like what you did. We still don't like what you did. And you have not yet reckoned for what you have, uh, the trauma, the hurt, the pain that you have inflicted on innocent, vulnerable lives. She doesn't seem like, she doesn't seem like the type. That's going to be taking responsibility for anything, right? So, in lieu of, because I will say I did try to find her Instagram. I because <laughs> I was wanted to see, I wanted to see all the nasty comments that were going to pop off in her uh, in her comment section. Uh, all this, all of her comments are disabled. Absolutely. But on Twitter, I don't know if you can. I don't think you can disable comments on Twitter. So her Twitter, it's full of people. You know, dragging talking trash her. to her, dragging, dragging her. her. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you if you want to, you know. You can join the cancel Linda Fairstein hashtag boycott Simon Schuster. I don't know if they're going to drop. I don't know if they'll take her books down or not. But right. You know, it's uh, to me, she's getting the kind of press that she deserves right now. Right. People know how you look. 
people know about your books. I hope people go over to goodreads.com and leave some bad reviews. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I mean, and I think this is good. And this is the last thing I'll say about this. In social justice spaces, we need to be, and, and I know that a number of organizations have been doing this, what we call divest invest strategies. Mm-hmm. You know, so here's the perfect opportunity. We know that on one hand, we love what Ava DuVernay is doing. We know that it is credible. We know that also at her heart is trying to help empower other women of color to tell their stories Mm -hmm. in similar fashion. We also see on the other hand, you have Linda Furstein and all of this mess that she's peddling out there. So the divest strategy is don't buy Linda Furstein's book. However, the cost for that book Maybe contribute that to a to an Ava DuVernay cause, or yeah. maybe find somewhere else that find that falls in line with your social justice ideals, mm-hmm. and make sure that at the cost, you know, go find out what the cost of that book is. Yeah, and instead put that money of put else. that money divest yeah. from her and strategically put that money elsewhere, those send the most powerful messages. That's right. That's right. Well, kind of in the same vein, we come back. We're going to talk about Robert Smith. Absolutely. So, in, in that same vein. I cried. Know. The inner child in me, the inner undergrad cried. But we'll cover that later. Yeah. I will be right back. You're listening to Leverage, the podcast about power, politics, and influence. So, we're back, party peoples. And I know that you are anxiously, you know, awaiting our, not only our arrival, but like I said, these little black books. I'm going to keep making these plugs. We talked about divest, invest you strategies. You can buy them now. You, you may can buy invest. Them on the website. You may invest in influence on the website. Get that little black book. You know, take that Linda Firstine money that you was going to get to go buy that. Pay for a little black book to give you these strategies. Or yeah, that, you can actually buy them now. They're up on the website. Listen, this is gold. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. So we want to see. We want to see these books going like hotcakes. <laughs> <laughs> but now. Alicia, something magnanimous happened um, a couple of weeks ago. You know, Morehouse, HBCU, mm-hmm. Black Milk, you know, college is some thriving black excellence, you mm-hmm. know, potential budding. You you went to college, right? And, and, and yep. I know I went to college and we know the reality of uh, Sally Mae. Ooh, I'm sorry, Navient, the artist formerly known as Sally Mae. <laughs> Change their name. You see what I'm saying here? And uh, they 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 get bold these days. They chase you down like, when can we expect your payment? And, you know, when you, you write know? a check to yourself. <laughs> let me tell you, Brian. Let me tell you. They tried to call me looking for my sister. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. I was like, I'm Alicia Barnett. <laughs> you were looking. They were like, oh, I know. But we just want to make sure your sister's address is still the same. I'm like, well, then you need to talk to her. Look. You said, and what kind of, we already know that black people have been getting surveilled since way back when, and now here, Sally Mae trying to check up. Sally Mae's on, calling me, trying to double, make sure that my sister's address is still the same. That's outrageous. Like, all right, you need to talk to her. That if you is, know my number, then you know hers. So right. Her. <laughs> <laughs> that is outrageous. It is. I was too shocked. I was, I was thrown. Yeah. So we all know then the pains, the burden of college debt. We know, you know, and and even worse when sometimes you're not able to get a job in the space that you just did all this study. That's right. And did all this money. Well, cue in one such Clark Kent Superman, you know, Robert Smith. 
He was the um, commencement speaker at Morehouse's graduation. And he had already given $1.5 million as, um, you know, as a gift to the school generally. I want to say like on that Friday, that Thursday or Friday. And then rolls around Saturday. And in the middle of giving his commencement speech, he shocks not only the students, not only the staff of the College of Morehouse, but also his own staff by committing to pay off the tuition, the college debt that would be incurred of all, what is it, 400 Morehouse graduates? I believe it was 400 Morehouse graduates. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe in rejoicing with those who rejoice. And so I was so excited for them, knowing what was coming. But I'm not going to lie, a little part in me cried, wept, died, and was like, uh, where were you, Robert, when I was in undergrad? Why couldn't you speak at my college right. and like pay right. off my debt? In fact, <laughs> real thought, the real thought I had was like, because he put forth to them that he wanted them to pay it forward. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But the thought that I had, I was like, now, Robert, you, you're you richer even now than Oprah. Um, our, I'll take some money if you want to pay me to track these people and make sure each of these graduates sure paid it forward. It forward. That's right. <laughs> Can That's I right. be on that Robert Smith payment plan? So, Robert, if you're listening, if you happen to stumble upon the Leverage podcast, call me. You may That's text, right. you may write. I will pick up at any moment. We can do this job interview so I can start helping you track and make sure people are that's paying right. it forward. <laughs> that's right. And that's, you know what, that's 400, that's 400 people who are now, you know, charged with paying it forward. We should be seeing 400 stories in the right. next couple of years. Right. That's about right. About how each one of them paid it forward. That's what I, that's what I want to see. That's right. I was, I was so inspired by his move and definitely one day when I get, I'm claiming it already, when mm-hmm. I get in the position to do so, you know, I plan to do, do likewise. But the other thought that I had is too often we wait till we have quote unquote made it to yeah. pay it forward or right. to even empower other people. Right. right. And I think that um, I'm really big on um, growing together. Mm-hmm. Right. And and lifting up as you're climbing, not That's waiting right. till you get to the top. And so, you know, for those that are listening and you leverage followers, those mm-hmm. of you, each of you have a superpower. I mean, y'all been riding with us too long to not have identified some sort of superpower you got, whether it's in the communication space, whether it's in government, whether it's in the film industry, you know, start trying to make intentional time to find and help somebody else who might not have as much experience, insight than you, if you have even one more nugget than somebody else, Mm -hmm. that is in and of itself privilege and access. And so we ought to help, you know, find you some mentors. I mean, some mentees, somebody to Mm -hmm. mentor, somebody to cultivate, figure out how you can help somebody get to that next step. Even if it's something like, you know, buying a microphone for them for their podcast. You know, or finding ways to innovatively do that. Because I'm telling you, I'm a witness. When you help other people, God makes space or whatever. Mm -hmm. Other spaces, if people want to call it the universe or whatever. These other things come back to you in ways that can help. That's right. Yep. I, uh, when I was in my 20s, like, you know, I'm supposed to be fun, you know, young, fun, you know, staying out late. When I was in my 20s, there was this girl I used to work at, uh, at Procter and Gamble. And uh-huh. so we had company cars and free gas. 
So I uh, come on, free gas. Girl- I know, right? <laughs> I do miss that. <laughs> but there was this there was this little girl who her home school that she was assigned to was not a good school. She's mm. this girl from my church, and so there was a school across town that the bus did not provide you know travel to so you know i'm supposed to be allowed to party stay up late and sleep in (laughs) but every morning i would get up and drive to her house and pick her up and drive her across town to the other school right because it just had like better opportunities she's just a girl from a church and uh now i just of course i feel old now but i found out that last year she graduated from a nursing school yes and um i think my sister told me she was considering going to med school but you know, it was just like I was like, man, I don't have any kids, but right. I'm up at like I'm up here with all the moms, that's right, and the dads, you know, carrying right. a kid to school. But you know what? Like I could never afford to send her to school or anything like that. Yep. But some, I had a great job, right, with great benefits. And you know what? If I can, you know, use my P and G gas card to take somebody else across town so they can get a better education, then even little things like that. That's right. Extra hour of missed sleep, you know. Yep. August to May is worth it because now she and I'm not I'm not taking credit for anything that she's done, but I'm just saying like you know little boosts, that's little right, tiny things. It wasn't any money I had to give. I was using the resources that I had, yeah, you know, that I was blessed yep. with by having a good job to try to help somebody else, you know, get a good education. You bring up a good point because you know the fact is, all of us, even no matter what success, it was not unilateral. And it was not singularly. You know, there were a Mm -hmm. lot of people who may have helped some more hands on others, more behind the scenes. And so I think it's fitting to give a leverage shout out. Right. To all the community mamas Mm -hmm. and daddies and (laughs) cousins and aunties and uncles, you know what I mean? Who are out there making ends meet, whether it was you paying for that young girl's cheerleading outfit or Mm -hmm. you making sure you got the boys to basketball or soccer practice or making sure that you built the playground that the kids are in. Those things help develop the Mm -hmm. character. And, And to your point, you never know where these people end up. You know, right. um, that was one of the, the best things with Black Millennial Political Convention for me right. is yeah. I knew, a, you know, a lot of those on the steering committee and can remember back when and definitely being able to see where they are now mm-hmm. and to see how they're giving back and to yeah. see the help, you know, that they are, are facilitating in the community. So shout out, big leverage, yeah. shout out and big ups to those that are out there making ways. It goes to show that you don't just have to be Robert Smith, have That's Robert right. Smith's money, nor have Robert Smith's uh, access and not knocking him because we are very grateful. Right. Again, Robert, call me, <laughs> Mr. Smith, whichever way you want to go, you may call me. Um, right. But, you know, but it goes to show that whatever you have, just by taking those those steps, it makes it incrementally better, a better place for your community because we have people like that. Well, we will be back, fam, as we talk about a number of things, including Trump over in the UK. Lord Jesus. Can they keep him? You know, (laughs) Meghan Merkel would be one to say, please no, you may go (laughs) back. We're going to delve into that in a minute. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Leverage, the podcast about power, politics, and influence. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm telling you, I feel somewhat revitalized after the Black Millennial Political Convention. 
because you know we don't say this often but that was our first time being all together doing it live Alicia that's so right. I I mean I felt I felt real energized about it the positivity that becomes you know. my that becomes my anniversary then yes that becomes my it Brianna is. Alicia anniversary that's next right year. <laughs> Absolutely. That was the first time we met in person because mm-hmm. y'all, Alicia, been been throwing the weight around. Let me know what I can and cannot do <laughs> via Google Hangouts and uh, look at all. But it was good. Absolutely good seeing you there. Mm-hmm. So yep. apparently, while we are been getting our rest from the convention, um, President Trump went over to London. He went to London for a state dinner that is currently going on, you know, with with uh, the Queen Mother and or excuse me, not the Queen Mother, the Queen. God bless the Queen. Right. And uh, apparently London was ready for him. The mm-hmm. phrase comes to me and we might make this the episode title London Petty falling down, <laughs> falling down, falling down, London Petty falling down all through the town. They they had clapbacks galore. So apparently, yes. you know, he got on the plane and, you know, Twitter fingers got anxious and he began to tweet stuff about London's mayor, Sadiq Khan. They've had this ongoing feud for years because Sadiq Khan said, basically, I'm not here for it. You shouldn't be here. Sadiq Khan has been the one that's been pointing out that big Trump baby, you know, the big, mm-hmm. uh, the big, what do you call it? The blimp, the, mm-hmm. the, the Trump, the baby oh, yeah, floating yeah, yeah. over uh-huh. everything. So Trump claps back and, you know, in his fashion, talks about how Sadiq Khan should make sure he's taking care of crime and he's a struggling mayor. I don't know how Trump knows that, considering we have heard that he doesn't like to read from his own cabinet, ex-cabinet members. And, you know, we have heard that he doesn't necessarily like statistics and facts. So still, that's that's sketchy in the air. But apparently the city of London said, you know what, let's all get into this, too. And there was a petty fest that unraveled. Alicia, unpack this petty fest. The, the- I love it. <laughs> I love it. I want DC to get organized right now so that when he lands, we, we are already, the same thing is there. <laughs> you know what? Y'all listen to what London did because we, yeah. we got a bar that we got to read. So they got a couple things they did. They projected a, you know... Trump, I think there was the whole story about how Trump wanted the Navy to hide the USS John McCain. Yes, when well, he was when flying he got to in. London, they uh-huh. projected a base, like a um, a hologram of the USS John McCain baseball cap on the side of Madame Tussauds. Say it ain't so. so that is wonderful. That's one of them. Now, my favorite one uh-huh. is uh, they have projected an image of uh, his approval ratings side by side with Obama on the Tower of London. So we got Obama at 72% approval rating and Trump at a 21% approval rating. Just, I like on, how, just on the London Tower of London. I like how they were like, so since you somehow think you know a lot about London politics with the mayor, let's go back into American politics and yep. show you your approval rating or lack thereof versus Obama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and evidently, so then they also have billboards across London where they actually have tweets where people in his own party are talking about like Marco Rubio. Like Marco Rubio. Yes. So and evidently the baby Trump blimp is scheduled to make a number of passes over the city. 
while he's there this time. So, so you know, between him being at the state dinner and him being this baby blimp flying everywhere, he's going to be exhausted when he gets back, huh? <laughs> yeah. Perhaps I maybe he'll be rather exhausted. My thing is this. So I, I was actually asking my girlfriend about this. I was like, I don't understand how a person like this can just wake up each day. Like you, like he know. Like there's always going to be people who hate you when you're in political office. Mm-hmm. But like people really hate him. I don't even understand how he gets out of bed each morning and thinks so highly of himself. It baffles me. Well, you know, white privilege is quite a drug, first of all. Ugh. And wealthy white privilege is quite a whole hallucinogen. Yo, okay, <laughs> Apparently, there we go. That okay. allows you to, you know, what what's what, since we Aladdin just came out, allows you to experience a whole new world. Okay. A magic place you different. never knew. <laughs> it's just it, it's just bizarre to me. I feel like if I had approval ratings, I knew people hated me this much, I would I wouldn't be able to get out of bed in the morning. Right. Well, I mean, you saw Theresa May, she was like, you know what, I'm gonna have to step down out of this because <laughs> I wasn't for this. But you know, that goes to show that maybe there is more of a problem than we suspect mm-hmm. when you don't even read social cues. Right. Well, like, if everybody's saying, it's not us, it's you, and you're mm-hmm. still like, thank you. Like, it's a compliment. Well, no, yeah. no, no. This is not that type of party, Doc. It's so, so crazy to me. But that's well, him. He is crazy, so whatever. I'm going to, on behalf of the American people, I'm going to accept Alicia's challenge. That she put out there. Come on, DC, and come okay, on, America. Yeah, let's have Let some us. Nice, uh, we a can nice have London outdoing us. That's right. A, a petty with gift bags and everything. You know what I mean? Petty bag swags. That's what we'll, we'll yeah. put together. <laughs> I would be here for that. Uh, well, as we come back, there was something I saw that disturbed me with Kamala Harris oh, Lord. and a snatching of the mic. I'll yes. just leave that there. We'll be back. You're listening to Leverage, the podcast about power, politics, and influence. Okay, so we are back. I'm trying not to be extra petty and upset, but last night... You know what, twin? Look, friend, we already on this petty train. Own it. Okay. May the force be with you. I saw this video last night about, you know, there's this guy, Kamala Harris was speaking about uh, gender pay gap at the Move On uh, forum. Mm-hmm. And a protester jumped up on stage, took the mic, and tried to just bogard the whole situation. One question, where was security? Like, real security. Right. Two, how dare he? And the first, before I ever saw any follow-up articles about this, just from afar, I saw from afar, I saw the man bun and the skinny jeans. <laughs> so from afar, I literally turned to my girlfriend and I said, I said, oh, he definitely is a Bernie supporter. What would you say there, Alicia? You said if it looks like a duck, talks like talk, a duck, acts like a duck, duck is a yeah. duck. <laughs> and sure enough, this morning, my theories came together. Saw Your some spidey articles. senses were tingling, and then yep. yet proved. And right. I couldn't even, and I couldn't even hear what he was trying to talk about in the original clip. But it just the man bun and the skinny jeans told me that he was a Bernie supporter, and that whatever he had to talk about was definitely not as important as gender pay gap. And I was right. So, yes, he worked on a Bernie campaign, the last uh, presidential campaign. And two, he wanted to hop on stage and talk about what he considered was a bigger idea, 
which was um, the treatment of animals. Res- he wants he wants to ask Harris to support ordinary citizens rescuing animals rather than factory farms that abuse animals. Now I'm an animal lover. Uh-huh. Anybody who knows me knows I love animals. I have a cats, love them like children. But there are lots of problems with this whole thing. So can I get in on this real quick? Please. Because the optics of this is where I'll come from because the you eloquent you eloquently did this. But if said statement was the treatment of animals and you're on your social justice grind, see, and most of our listeners, I'm going to assume, are probably black and brown and, and young folk of color and, and others of color. You didn't reach us effectively when you as a white male jump on the stage and snatch the mic from a black woman. Like he took the mic that was in Kamala's mm-hmm. hand. You snatched the mic while she's mid-sentence. So here she is trying to talk about apparently was the equal pay and the gender gap. Um, I mean, the, the, the pay gap for mm-hmm. amongst gender. gender. Yep. And here she is mid-sentence. And here you go mansplaining. Well, actually, I'd like to talk about treatment of animals. Like, sir, that wasn't a good use no. of your messaging. That wasn't the strategy. That shows your bias. That shows your privilege. That shows exactly how out of control you are. Y'all, don't let your method kill the importance of your message. Right. Because I'm sure had he waited his turn, I'm sure had he maybe thought this through and in some ways wrote a letter or even during Q&A time said, you know what, I know that the discussion is on gender equity with pay, but I also had a concern on X, Y, and Z, you would have been much more well-received. But now you're that fool that got up there and embarrassed not only yourself, but your whole movement mm-hmm. by coming across as racist, maybe? Sexist? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mansplaining which is a very very big problem and he gave man buns a bad name gave man buns you know what we're going to make a special exception here we're not going to cancel aiden cook we're going to cancel man buns yes he's done he's ruined (laughs) it for all of you he has ruined man buns so brothers my brothers out there who listen to this podcast please don't let us find you with these man buns we we are canceling them here yeah, I think, you know, I, I think that messaging, optics, we got to take time not to just be outraged. Mm-hmm. And that's something Crystal brings up often, you know, mm-hmm. that this outrage culture like this would represent where it has gone too far, right, stepped right. over in a wrong space. And you never want your message to be ruined because your method was not strategic. That's right. Y'all should listen to this and write that in your little black book that you will purchase on the Influence website because hashtag coin. And that's a good one. That's one for you guys to write down, look back over it before you go to bed. Yeah. Put your little black book under your pillow. Absorb that nugget through osmosis if you need to. Yep. Incorporate it into your life. Now, before we leave, because Alicia, Mm -hmm. as always, you have been splendid. You have been wonderful. But I'm going to put a ask on all of our listeners because this is now the fifth or sixth time that Alicia has been on this (laughs) podcast 
And, you know, I'm not going to say any names directly, but, like, Crystal and I have been thinking and talking and trying to get Alicia to be a regular member of this podcast panel. And so, you know, y'all, let us know what you think about that. We want to know, should Alicia be part of it? Yay or absolutely yes? Those are your choices. (laughs) No, no, in the spirit of democracy. How about this? Uh You know what? I just think that we should do our podcast i'll do a different podcast okay you know what I, so how about that I, I know we kind of threw some things around so i think uh good time to go ahead and drop that nugget we you know I'll, I'll still always hop in if crystal's not here or you're not here but i think we'll, we'll launch a new podcast yeah one that's uh more entertainment focused yes so yes, that'll be we coming all know soon. i watch tv yeah that'll be coming <laughs> soon well thank you so much brianna i know we're still recovering from bmc it was a great time it was and, uh, definitely came back feeling inspired and feeling. I think part of it was feeling like you're not really alone. Yes, and there is support. You know, as people yeah. are trying to like make you know positive change. Right you know, up against you know what we're up against right now. Yep. So, but yeah, have a good rest of your week. You too. It was an absolute pleasure. And until next time, Leverage Fam. Y'all stay positive, get your little black books, and be strategic. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Google Play, and follow us on Spotify. If you enjoy our content, make sure you leave a review. It helps other people discover what we're doing.